Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Ear Buddies. I am Ian Meyer, joined per usual by the purveyor of jugs himself, Scott the Gooch Krause. Scott, how are you today? Sup, man? Wamp, wamp. Purveyor of jugs, Scott. That feels weird to say in front of <laughs> females. Yeah, we don't. We've never had one of those before. Do you want to? Do you want to provide context, or do you? Um, are we just gonna let yeah. it hang there? I'm only one female. <laughs> <laughs> in front of female you're more females than we've ever encountered before. okay <laughs> let's introduce our guest <laughs> let's dive right in joining us today jessica malone hello jessica hi guys how hey. are you sup man Great. Wamp, wamp. <laughs> wamp, wamp. i'm good <laughs> i am well was good mm. thank you so much for inviting us into your home and uh being on this godforsaken podcast with us yeah, it's gonna be fun, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're the first uh, female we've had on here. As the trailblazer, do you have any uh, opening comments? Mm. <laughs> um, do you guys have female listeners? We do. We do. You do. Yes. Okay. Cool. Confirmed. Yeah. Confirmed. Yeah. Internationally. Yeah. International female listeners. Yeah. Wow. And we have at least one international female listener. Cool. <laughs> Are you I've, impressed yet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I've no, listened. It is so. nice to finally have a female on the show cool. um, for some authentic estrogen mm-hmm. because we are two beta males. So there's already like a subtle level of estrogen that kind of flows through the pod. Right. Mm-hmm. But now we have some authenticity. Okay. And I'll cut that joke later. <laughs> I'm kind of an alpha female. so Yeah. Perfect. That's exactly <laughs> what we need. There we go. So Jessica, tell us uh, in the listeners... A little something about who you are and, and what you do. What kind of uh, what kind of music you do? My name is Jessica Malone, and I am a folk Americana singer songwriter. Um, I play all over the region. I've done some touring. Uh, I just went on a month long tour in April, where I went Colorado, Montana, Idaho, and Utah. I did that solo. I called it the Malone Wolf Tour <laughs> by myself. <laughs> um, and then our, uh, I've been in Sacramento for about three or four years now. Okay. Uh, And it's been really great here. I've met some amazing musicians. I've put together a really talented band. We play a lot of shows, a lot of festivals. Um, Yeah, and I'm just, I'm loving it here. I like the music scene a lot. I like branching out. I'll go all over, all over California as well. I'm playing Santa Cruz later this month. Um, And I'm gonna be, at the auditorium at Clara on June 8th with my band. I'm going to be at Harlow's on August 9th, opening up for Marty O'Reilly and the old soul orchestra, which is going to be really cool. I'm a fan right of on. their music. I love Harlow's great venue. Um, my band and I just released a, a full length live album and we recorded that at Harlow's and crazy horse. So we recorded two shows and made a compilation live album of the 10 best tracks from those two performances it's oh, called cool. jessica malone live you can stream that online uh, right on itunes or come to a show and pick up a copy nice yeah when, been, I, when I was growing up i was harlow's was like the spot that was like yeah. i was like i can't wait to turn 21 so i can go to harlow's <laughs> yeah a lot of great musicians come yeah. through there it's, it's really it's, it's really, really a fun yeah. place yeah 
really Holy. intimate, nice venue where like you know a lot of talented people play. So yeah. I've only seen a couple of shows there, and they're both fantastic. And one of them was John Paul White and you performing with. Remind me of your fiddle player's name again. Georgi. Georgi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, an, that was an awesome show. You guys kicked ass up there, too. Thank I, you. It was awesome. We have a very great. high energy set together, mm-hmm. Georgi and I. You guys, uh, yeah, do you mm-hmm. want to quickly shout out the other members of your band? Yeah, so uh, Georgi's full name, he plays violin. Uh, Georgi Hochobashvili. Uh, electric guitar is Brett Vaughn. Drums, Barry Eldridge. And upright bass, Thomas Macronis. And uh, and you you play in a bunch of different configurations, yeah. And so, and it's I've seen a lot of your shows, mm-hmm. and it's like always different, right? So it yeah, that's something that I think is is awesome. So like highly recommended. Yeah, I play a lot. Yeah, I play a lot of shows, and it's I like having the different variations. Like when I play duo shows with Brett, and it's yeah. be me and then him on his Telecaster, and he just started playing his Strat also, which I think has a great sound for for my songs so we do our our duo thing and the songs take on that right that form and he can just kind of run free but it, when you have like the right the full band he's he's a, he's a very talking about subtle he's very subtle or he can go out and he's just a virtuoso i feel like that guy is absolutely insane. i think yeah um he can play anything but he knows when to play he's very tasteful very thoughtful he thinks about the song mm-hmm. uh, and a that, lot when he's deciding what to play, he thinks about what the song's about. He thinks about what else is happening in the song so he can create texture and contrast and something interesting. Um, and so everyone in the band, they're all talented musicians and thoughtful musicians. So I bring the songs, the structures, like the, bo- the bones of the song, me and the guitar or me and the ukulele. Mm-hmm. And then they add... Uh, whatever they feel is necessary for the song and rather than um, finding just any musicians and then telling them what to do on the song i found the musicians that i what they create is what i what i would want to hear right right? so i never i don't give a lot of direction Mm -hmm. uh, in what they're creating sometimes i do but i allow them to have as much freedom creatively as they want because the style that they play and the way they approach the songs it turns out just wonderful and, and yeah. how I always envisioned my sound to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that I met all of those guys and that we can create the music that we that we do together. Yeah. It feels curated. Like you guys have very good yeah. chemistry. So it's it's cool. I've seen all the different configurations, no drummer, uh right. just guitar, just fiddle, guitar and fiddle. You know, it's just like every time there's a different configuration, mm-hmm. there's a different dynamic and right. everybody is good at listening. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. And that that kind of goes along with something I was going to ask you too about um, like as a solo artist, how you go about approaching them concerning parts. And it sounds like you give them, I don't want to say free reign, but they there's a trust there that they're going to play what you're looking for. Right. And you guys have the chemistry to just make that happen as opposed mm-hmm. to someone coming in with this part and you having to say, no, I don't like that at all. Uh, do this instead. Like basically, I guess... Uh, are there ever arguments where someone's pretty dead set on a couple different parts that you just really don't like that? No. You uh, Perfect. <laughs> Here's an example. So I was writing a song. Um, it was the title track of my EP from last year. Uh, and I think Brett and I were working on it together. And I was like, I would like um, slide on this song. So I knew, I think, that much about it. And I said, but I would 
like a recurring melody rather than improvised solos. There's a lot of improv improvised solos in my groups, but then there's also mm -hmm. a lot of written melody parts, but there's, there's a balance of that for this song. So that was the direction. I was like, this is how the song goes, uh, my, my part of it. And I would like a recurring melody rather than impro improvisation. Mm -hmm. And he said, how about this? And the first thing that he played, that was it. And that's what's on the <laughs> album. And that, is how it goes yeah. it was like the first thing that came out of his guitar and it's like that with Georgi and it's like that with Tom on the bass and it's like that with Barry Barry sits down he takes the songs and he crafts these intricate drum parts that evolve and then they come back and the grooves change and so it's very dynamic mm -hmm. um, and then Brett likes to sink in with those grooves for his parts a lot when we do the full configuration of the band and then Georgi you know he's got that the violin which sits on top and then Tom has got that upright bass, which is full and resonant and grounding. So he's just holding it down with the rhythm section. And I think it mm. comes together well. He's um, super fun yeah. to watch too. We're working <laughs> on Tom. Yeah. He, when I am feeling low energy on stage, which <laughs> usually when I get up there, I'm like, the energy comes just from the rush of being on stage. I still have that. I hope I never lose it. But there are times I'm tired. I play a lot. I think I have like somewhere between 15 and 20 shows this month. And so sometimes I'm tired and if, I look so Tom's always dancing around <laughs> and I like look at Tom and I'll be like all right he like gives me energy when I'm on stage and Georgi too because Georgi's always got these eyes and he's like, with the audience and uh, mm -hmm. we're working on a really cool project already we just released the live album the first release date was I think December 8th and then we re-released it at Crazy Horse um, on January not re-release but we wanted another party, so we just threw another release party. Why not? In the, yeah, because we recorded it in two places, so then we released it in the two towns that we recorded it in. Uh, so we want to give that album some time to like live and to breathe, but we're already recording our next project, which I'm very, very excited about. Nice. It's going to be the first um, thing that we release on vinyl. Ooh, hell yeah. We're doing a five-track EP, and it has a, a concept. So the first track is just me, and then the second track is me and Georgi on violin. The third track is a trio with me in the rhythm section, so me, drums, ba bass. Mm -hmm. The fourth track, we add Brett, so then there's four of us, so it's me, drums, bass, and electric like guitar. <laughs> and then the last, the final track, is the entire That's cool. <laughs> band. Yeah. We want to create a listening experience from right. beginning to end. We were talking about the track thing where you have like the the tracks that you go to on an album i think maybe it was like in the 90s where the singles got really big and you'd buy an album for the single and the rest of the album was kind of whatever yeah <laughs> but we want to create you know listening there's so much good music in the 90s i do not want to just call the 90s out for that that's just like something i noticed there was like a time and you're i not, love you're not wrong do you remember that whole thing with like cds and the yeah. single because singles were a lot bigger deal in the 90s the people consume music differently Right. Yeah. I actually, I don't know if it was a bigger deal because singles are a big deal now where people don't even release albums a lot of the time. But. It's just mm -hmm. the single. Right. You don't really have a choice. The way sometimes. that, yeah, music is, is digested and the way it's taken in now is different. That's a whole topic. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, it's a whole other conversation. <laughs> so we want to do vinyl. We want to do like you put it in, you listen to it from the beginning to the end to get the full effect of it because it builds in that way. And you can see kind of what we're talking about when I bring, you know, my songs in to the guys, how it starts out with me and the guitar and how it builds and how each band member adds to the sound and how the sound goes from solo 
to the full configuration. We want to mm-hmm. have lyrics and the liner notes. We want to do the whole, the album is a piece of art. Um, it's something that you want to keep. Just streaming is great. You can listen to as much music as you want all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great way for people to hear music. I don't want to get into like the payment aspect of streaming music <laughs> yeah. because that's a whole nother thing. Um, but to create something tangible, uh, an experience for for people in that way, something that they have, they can hold on to, that they can listen to, and that they can um, it, like as a whole as a whole piece of art. And I, I think that is people are there is that secondary wave of people that are just buying vinyl now, mm-hmm. um, and that is be, vinyl is selling better than CDs now. So right. there is that whole other aspect of that. I if I like an album a lot, I'll, I'll buy it on vinyl. It is like a different. You're more committed to that, and I think that's what people miss about streaming is you don't really get the full. You can skip around. It's a lot easier it's to easy not, to dismiss. Yeah, it's it's easy not to be committed to your choice. Uh, whereas vinyl, you're you're cleaning it, you're putting it on, you're sitting down. Um, it's you very can't real. T- yeah, it's real. You can't you can't walk around. I mean, you can walk around, but you can't take it in your car. Um, right. So you're it's yeah it's I I think that vinyl is kind of the the truest music lovers thing not to sound like an elitist or whatever but it's fine yeah i think uh that's true i think uh yeah i I think that's really awesome do you have a name for this project yet not to Mm -mm. okay tbd Mm -mm. (laughs) it's still like a twinkle in our in our eyes we've done some we've done the um scratch track like the demos for Mm -hmm. for it and things like that so we can really start start working on it it's diy so we're doing it. Our, we're doing it ourselves. It's an amazing project. concept. So yeah, I can't wait Thank to you. hear that. Yeah, Barry gets credit for the for the concept. We do. We've done our last. Um, well, the last album was live, but we work very closely with with Ira Skinner, who's a recording engineer in town. So mm-hmm. he's he did the EP that came out uh, at the end of 2017, and he did the mixing on our live album. Uh, and then I'm going to continue to work with him in the future. But we're going to do this project. Uh, ourselves i think in our bass player's living room <laughs> oh sweet <Right. laughs> i love you know, that just like it yeah i i've seen i've seen ira perform a lot growing paper up pistols. too paper pistols yeah, yeah he had the the he had like his own little i mean there's different configurations of that too but i remember seeing him just drumming to like a, a drum and bass kind of track when we played concerts in the park last year yeah uh, he was our our sub drummer for that show and man he just like whales on those drums <laughs> yeah. i love yeah. i loved it's, it he's it super fun good. to watch yeah, I yeah. That. he just goes for it he's a really talented talented human being yeah very close friend of mine i haven't seen paper pistols i hear they're coming out with new music or i saw a post on something or other or maybe i don't know yeah the last last i heard from them was probably 2014 or something mm-hmm. like that but yeah I, I really liked their uh i remember their last album was very good it had like an astronaut on the cover mm-hmm. uh Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't have too much specifics that I remember, but, but I, I've always respected Ira's music. Scott, what are we here to talk about today? Well, Ian, uh, we're talking about John Paul White today. Something uh, that ties this all together is, uh, Jessica, you opened for John Paul White. Was his last album tour? Yeah, uh, Fayula. Kind of, but it was kind of just a mini tour he mm-hmm. did before the release of this album. And you saw it, and you were there. Yes. So, you know, I I wasn't there. 
but yeah. Uh, people who listen to the podcast from the beginning, I think I talked about this, I don't know when, episode four or something. I went and saw John Paul White and I was juiced and <laughs> a young lady named Jessica Malone was opening for him with a fiddle player. Georgi. Georgi. Hokobashvili. Did I say Ho- that right? Hokobashvili. Hokobashvili. That is intense. Mm-hmm. He's from Georgia, the country, and he's... An amazing fiddle player. He is. Virtuoso. Very good. Cool dude. So when I heard that you guys had met and became friends and all that, I was like, oh my God, this is insane. I know her. I saw her at, she doesn't know who I am, but I saw her (laughs) open for John Paul White. This just came full circle. That was a really, really fun night for me. Yeah, I bet. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, kind of jealous. Did he do a meet and greet after the show? I think he did. Yeah, he came out and he signed signed records and uh, yeah. You messed up, man. I fucked up. Mm -hmm. I've been to so many shows where they just don't do a meet and greet that me and my wife went and then we just left. We're like, oh, he's probably not going to come out. Let's just get the hell out of here. And then we left and then saw pictures the next day of people like, oh, it's so nice to meet John Paul White after the show. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) I fucked up. Yeah, I got to spend a solid couple hours um, in the green room just chatting and it was really fun. That's awesome. I've been a fan for a long time. I listened. uh, I've listened to the Civil Wars a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I know from him, of him, from him as well. Civil Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Scott. I know of and from the Civil Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> that's all I, I can contribute to this whole. <laughs> <laughs> I know from of him too. <laughs> I from of when what? With those sunglasses on, I felt myself like <laughs> wanting to be so mad at you, but I couldn't. <laughs> you guys can continue. <laughs> you look like from another decade right now, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> I really feel like Burt Reynolds right now. <laughs> you, got the ch- you got the if chest hair hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was me. I told him one more button down. Oh, good. She, she kept pushing me. Chest she should have taken in. all the buttons down. Have you seen his pecs? Are they still huge? Mm-hmm. You still got huge pecs? How are your pecs doing? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm, a, I'm a purveyor of pecs. Oh, wow. <laughs> This is amazing. Oh purveyor of jugs and purveyor of pecs. Here. <laughs> I told you I was going to fit into this podcast. <laughs> what am I purveyor of? Uh, Jessica, you decide. We just met. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> let's get deeper into this podcast and I will blurt okay. it out when it when it comes to me organically. Okay. You have to earn this. Yes. Okay. First of all, for context, nobody needs context, but <laughs> Scott had the uh, perfect push-up years ago. Oh. And... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We all went to the river one time, and he took his shirt off, and he had these bulging pecs. Wow. In in high school. They actually, uh, <laughs> there was a group of people voting for me for best bod. Uh, in high school? In, yeah, the yearbook. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was like, I talked to one of the student council people. He's like, yeah, there's like 30 votes. I mean, I that was a lot because I didn't really, I didn't have 30 friends, so. Um, that turns me on. <laughs> really killed the vibe. How's your push-up, <laughs> how's your push-up now? Uh, well, now I have a gym membership, so. <laughs> so you can actually, <laughs> so that you can bench things and. Yeah. 24 hour fitness. Cal. Oh, Cal. Do you, do you Cal still have your, your per- perfect push up things? I do. Uh, they're in my closet though. I should bust those out. Can mm-hmm. I have them? All right. I could use them. You got it. <laughs> so, uh, John Paul White though. So yeah. John Paul White. <laughs> Thank you. You're We're welcome. here to talk about his latest album, The Hurting Kind came out on april 12th and we've been talking about doing this episode pretty much since then right mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's been in the in the works 
Um, just real quick, uh, you talked to him for two hours? Well, I didn't talk oh, to him the yeah. whole time, but we were just hanging out back there because soundcheck was earlier. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we were just like relaxing and talking about things. And I don't remember anything in particular, but just songwriting and that's awesome. Yeah. Our lives. And yeah, Georgie was telling lots of stories about um, music and in Georgia. And it was very interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know anything awesome. about Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. I don't either. Country. Yeah. So uh, it's small, but he was talking about how he could get uh, these, I think they were, I don't remember if he was saying CDs or records, but it was uh, like covers of American songs. And you would pay, I think it was like a quarter for it with a, like a Xerox copy of the cover in black and white, or it was a little bit more to get it in color. Just all these fascinating stories huh. about like his view of, music in America and, and those kinds of things. It was pretty interesting. That's awesome. And, and then, we, yes, yeah, so we were hanging out for a while. And I think um, after hearing The Hurting Kind, I remember a few of those songs from his from John Paul White's performance. And I'm really glad that I got to see him solo that way with the song stripped yeah. down and his voice just soaring. Yeah. Because that's what his voice does. I am so impressed by his I singing. I yeah. His songwriting and the production on the album is brilliant yeah and i'm obsessed with it he (laughs) he's spoilers yeah (laughs) john paul white is just a master of his craft Mm -hmm. like he's someone that i i really admire and i don't like all of his songs but he's someone i admire to the point that even the songs i don't like i'm like no i'm wrong (laughs) Like, I, like you re- see how good. it's a good song. Yeah. yeah, this is excellent, and I feel bad about myself that I don't like it. <laughs> well, you can appreciate something for being good while right. not liking it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I am now something that you said. Um, I'm trying to think of an artist that I like every single one of their songs, and I I can't mm. I can't really think of an artist where I like every single y- yeah that's one a good point yeah. I think there are artists where I don't dislike any songs, but there's no artist I, I can think of that's just like every song is something I'll put on or right. whatever. I mean, a lot of, you know, music. There's a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> Damn, <laughs> Scott, you're <laughs> fucking killing it today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys know music, right? Uh, I've heard of it. But, <laughs> but what I mean by that is like um, album tracks. Something like when I my dad used to call it like album. It's, it's like an album track. It's like a more of there more there for like contextual uh, filler. Fill, yeah, it's not yeah uh-huh. it's filler, but like it has a purpose in the context of the album. Well, mm-hmm. and even with a lot of bands I like, the songs that I don't really like, there's times where I'm like, okay, no, this is a bad song. I think this is a bad song. Mm. With John Paul White, I I I, I, I don't know. I I just I hear. Like what I would think of as a subpar song of his, and I'm like, no, I'm wrong. I'm I'm wrong here. <laughs> so so <laughs> I is, maybe at another time in your life when that particular yep. song becomes more relevant, then you will like it. Exactly. Who knows? And, and I'm coming from like I know Civil Wars from whatever hit they had, probably Barton Hollow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I didn't pay attention to John Paul White at all until we were setting up for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like blown away by his like talent like mm-hmm. songwriting talent um it's just insane like it's indisputable how how good of a songwriter yeah. there's he is. something so compelling about vocal harmonies yeah oh that yeah that everybody 
just loves um, mm-hmm. when two people are singing in harmony. It kind it generally stands out above somebody singing by themselves. And so when I was first hearing about John Paul White and being solo and doing these things, my initial thought was, hmm, how is it going to sound with the one voice? Is it going to live up to the vocal harmonies right. and how haunting they were and beautiful? And then his voice, when he just gets to like rip and let yeah, it go, yeah. I was like, it is just as mem- mesmerizing to me. Um, and so it definitely lives up and even, I think, exceeds because he's able to, um, as a solo artist, fully express himself in his truth and the way he wants his music to be as him. Mm-hmm. And that was just, anyway, I'm a fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, no, that's, yeah. Uh-oh. Preach it. <laughs> I want to hear bias it. coming out of this corner. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> no, and, and that's... 100% correct. And I remember, so my exposure to John Paul White was from the Civil Wars. And I kind of rejected them at first because uh, my wife, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, was... Your ex-girlfriend. Yeah, my ex-girlfriend. Um, Ooh, I never thought about it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, she had gotten into them. And I'm not, I'm not the biggest like country music fan. And I, in my ignorance at the time, pegged them as like country till I started listening mm. to it more. And I'm like, hmm. It's a little pop, mm, a little indie is, folk. Yeah, there's something. There's more going on. There's a lot more going on here. And so um, I really latched on to their first album. Hearing that they broke up when they were like in their prime mm-hmm. was like heartbreaking. And then they released their second album after they broke up, right? I don't uh, remember the timeline. I think it was like the following year they came out. Mm. Um, and that second album was insane. Mm-hmm. I loved their second album. And so I was even more disappointed that they broke up. Do you guys want to speculate on why they broke up? Are we going to be douchebags and talk about that? We there? we talked about that a little bit. You were <laughs> we, don't, reading... we don't have to. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, it was, we were, you read we the were, interview. We were reading up on it. Just, I think uh what it boiled down to in the interview was creative differences that they wanted two different things. Mm. And then they um, drifted apart in that sense. That's a, yeah, that's a bummer. I, I'm not sure if there was like one. You know, it didn't seem like a drama filled thing. It yeah. Was, I was doing research on this after it happened for a while. And all I could read, I know John Paul white was not really putting out words on it like really talking about it yeah joy williams who just came out with a new album she said that if you re if you look into the album the second album they put out and read between the lines you can guess why they broke up and i'm like that doesn't answer my question i want to know why he broke but up that's very mysterious and yeah. intriguing and now i'm gonna go listen over and over and over again. they were kind of cryptic about it and that's cool. yeah that's <laughs> so, kind of better it's totally better <laughs> Um, like what? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I just keep thinking, like, what could have happened that they that caused them to break up mid tour? Like, I think they were on tour in Europe at the mm-hmm. time, and it's like, ah, shit. Anyway. Well, so I, none of your business. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's literally none of my business. Yeah, get your I, nose out of other I people's business. <laughs> so teasing. curious. I know, I know, I understand that. I, I absolutely uh, understand that. Drama is 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 too fun, but I want to get your opinion on on her, the stuff that you heard from her. Because, mm. uh, yeah, go for it, Jessica. I like to uplift other musicians, especially female musicians. It's mm-hmm. a very tough industry. Mm-hmm. I think that she has a beautiful voice. I agree. I think that... Um, Undeniably, this, yeah. She has a beautiful voice. Um, it was more sweet on this than 
how I remember, you know, how I hear it in the Civil War is their stuff is like darker, more haunting. This mm-hmm. was a little bit sugary. Yeah. Um, her voice was very sweet. I don't want to compare, but I think I think it lacked a little bit of depth that I was looking for. Okay. Um, but I thought that the songs were beautiful. I wanted a, t- a little bit more from the lyrics. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, go for it. But it's, it Just is beautiful. Fuck up, Scott. It is. <laughs> It is beautiful and her mm. voice is beautiful and I'm proud of her. Okay. I, yeah, I, I didn't want to, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to trash anybody, but. <laughs> I think you might be with those glasses on, you're hiding. Yeah. <laughs> with those glasses with the, on, Scott, I'm suddenly a womanizer with these things you on. You can say whatever the hell you want right oh, now. Oh, and the people listening can see those glasses because it's now the profile picture for the Ear Buddies oh. podcast on Instagram. Right? Oh boy. Uh-oh. Okay. We have to do that now. All I right. Guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now we're married Scott's to nervous. It's okay. We'll get a new one with more of the chest hair hanging out. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll set that up. Make sure you yeah. Purveyor of pecs. Make sure you you show <laughs> off my milky pecs. No. Perfect. Milky. <laughs> In what way? <laughs> Coloration how, or? Um, you'll find out. Texture. <laughs> Coloration. <laughs> you're you're like ar- you're around. Texture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like squishy. <laughs> Uh, we'll, Drop we'll, it, give me 20. Yeah. <laughs> it's, pecs. it's like we'll, we'll squishy, milky texture. <laughs> Duh. Um, Everyone is, uh, you're very welcome for the imagery. <laughs> <laughs> they all should know by now how milky and... It's okay. <laughs> I'm calling it on this joke. Okay. Uh, as I was saying... Uh, you were about to trash Joy Williams. Yeah, so I was about to go in on Joy. But no, uh, no, I... No trashing. I wasn't going to, so... <laughs> Listening, Free speech. Listening to... I'm ruining your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Definitely not. You can't ruin something that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so listening to that, it kind of... And not listening to anything else from her prior catalog, but I can really hear a lot more of the songwriting aspect in his solo stuff. Mm-hmm. But her voice is definitely more characteristic of... The Civil War's project. Yes. I feel like, hmm. and we were kind of talking about that earlier, mm-hmm. is like, I think her voice, like, that's what makes that project, but also, like, I feel like he's probably a little bit more nuanced songwriter. Mm-hmm. Like her, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, there wasn't any cohesiveness for me when I was listening to that album. I, it just, you know, it felt like a, a good showcase for her talent. I think uh, I read she has a, a Christian songwriting background a little oh, bit. Oh, okay, yeah. I think I oh, read yeah. that in that article. She has like three uh, like Christian albums out mm-hmm. from like her early 20s right? Um, that I haven't listened to. Mm-hmm. I listened to the, her album that she came out with like three, three or four years ago, Venus or something. Okay. <clears throat> um, when it came out, and I remember really liking it. I haven't revisited it. Uh End of statement. Cool. Uh, one thing I like about her voice is it's higher. It's in a higher register mm-hmm. than a lot of female vocalists. There are a lot that do the more soprano um, vocals, but I tend to hear more of the alto range, kind of a lower mm-hmm. female female voice, and hers is just like a little mm-hmm. crystal I like that bell as well. there. Her and John Paul White blend very well together yeah their and voices complement one of the songs on here i can't remember which one it is he's harmonizing with a female and it kind of reminded me of some civil wars stuff so when i was listening to it i was like joy was it leanne yeah was that leanne, leanne womack the yeah. her- um 
this isn't gonna end well maybe it uh, might have been another one of my favorite artists is uh jason isbell right now mm. and there's a i just discovered a duet jason isbell and john paul white whoa yeah my Damn. head exploded when I was listening to it. It's called, <laughs> <laughs> it's called Old Flame, and I was like, too much. That's, that's I wanted the... it to be like panned, so like John's voice was in this ear, and then Jason's was in this ear, and then, mm-hmm, dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Best duo since Jay-Z and R. Kelly. <laughs> Close second. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, so speaking of that one, let me run down the track listing real quick. We have The Good Old Days, I Wish I Could Write You a Song, Heart Like a Kite. Heart Like a Kite. Yesterday's Love. The Long Way Home. The Long Way Home. The Hurting Kind. The Hurting Kind. This Isn't Gonna End Well. I like that one. You Lost Me. <laughs> James and My Dreams Have All Come True. Mm. <laughs> There's a little delay on my voice there. <laughs> <laughs> I was repeating the ones I really like. <laughs> Your standouts? No, that's perfect. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I like spoilers. That. Those that. are the ones that makes this very concise. <laughs> we should, yeah. <laughs> we should actually. I like that. Going forward, Scott, note that. Okay, noted okay. in my head. <laughs> so uh, we already kind of talked a little bit about. Uh, Where are you looking right now? You're I can't forget. <laughs> You're gonna forget that because you didn't write it down. All right, fine. I'll write it down. But not right now. <laughs> What am I supposed uh, to oh, do? <laughs> was that a little whiny? Dang it. I heard it. Yeah. What was the no, signal that we agreed Lay on, on all the wine. Oh, I, did we agree on a signal? Yeah. I think it was shut up. Jessica. Just, <laughs> just kidding. Well, Don't well, you tell me to shut up we'll do in one my of these. own hypothetical situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, will, we will not yell at you. Thanks for the coffee, by the way. You're welcome. Um, so, so you what's, can yell at us all you want, though. I will. Okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm. In fact... Do it, please. Um, okay, it has to be real. Yeah, okay. Let's keep cutting Scott I'll give you. he's trying to get his <laughs> Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> hey, I should be the one yelling. I like that you're over there and we're over here. It helps us to get yeah, up on you. Yeah, this is... Uh, I chose this seat, too. That was not wise. So, Jessica, what was the first song that you liked? The first one that you liked? <laughs> Heart <laughs> Like a Kite. Heart Like a Kite. I like them all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I was going to get... I wanted to get the overall impressions, because we kind of... We, we briefly touched on that, but... Do, is there anything you guys wanted to add to like your initial impressions of this album? I got something. Go for it. I love this song. Oh, you're talking. Oh, no, I don't remember. We, uh, did you have something you were going to add? Okay. While I try and formulate my thoughts. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go first. So, okay. So <laughs> go ahead, Jessica. I, I just wanted to say, I really like the song. I hope you die from the album right before this. Oh, remember when I it hope drops? you d- mean you, I hope I, I hope die? I die. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I yeah, hope yeah. I die. I hope you die. Jeez. I hope <laughs> I die. <laughs> that would be like too harsh. The, Damn. Where it goes into the um, chorus. Mm-hmm. Can, can you play a little bit? Of that? The chorus. Oh, that part. Yeah. This song's cool. This song is awesome. Yeah. Um, Nothing on this album sounds like this either. So, Beulah. Uh, I did not give Beulah a chance when it first came out. I'll just say this real quick. Lainey loved it. She's like, this is an amazing album. She kept pushing me to listen to it, and I kept just going, yeah, 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 I'll listen to it later. I didn't really get into this album until after that performance that we saw, and I bought both of these CDs, like, not that long ago and have just been listening to it on repeat. This is an amazing album. I, I've only heard this song from this album, but... Um, really? Is the rest of the album similar? I think because it seems like this this album is a different 
very different than this. Uh, it album. is. Yeah. It is very different. Especially this one has like just a very good groove to it. Yeah, the groove is, is, we, it, is pretty tasty. I haven't listened to this album too much Beulah? yet. I think I'm kind of a 60-40 on it. I think I like gonna a solid half of the songs and the other half I'm like, oh, it's good, but it doesn't really pull me in as much. Mm-hmm. Did we just like steamroll over the part that you liked? <laughs> Did I just talk all through the... No. That was good. It was okay. just that groove, I think, is so cool. Yeah. And I like the perspective of the song. Like, I, I'm going to move on, but I hope I die before I do. Yeah. That, um, Ooh. Ooh. yeah. Ooh, or damn. like, get even off of that. Get even? I'll get even. Mm. <laughs> Deserves an mm. The end of the chorus, you're just like, oh, <laughs> uh, guys. This podcast isn't going to be PG because I just got horny. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Someone ring the horny horn. Uh, I really liked the Once in Future Queen. This song, I cannot get out of my head. Ever since that mm. show, you mentioned him just projecting and just being real, just it being a really powerful performance. This one in particular, for some reason, I'm like, it's kind of sad. I like how stripped down it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never heard this song before. This one, I, um, I don't even know what I was going to say about it anymore. Uh, no, this, yeah, this just, it stood out to me so much at the show. And, um, yeah, where I'm, is it? I'm enjoying what I'm hearing. It gets better. You just wait. <laughs> what do you think of it now, Scott? Uh,. My opinion has stayed consistent. Perfect. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of want to talk about my initial thoughts because I'm coming in pretty much blind. I didn't know anything about John Paul White at all, really, except for the Civil Wars. And mm-hmm. uh, you, I know you really are into him. And I mean, I, I didn't even know who he was until, until you kind of mentioned that you went to that yeah. show. But I was kind of blown away i mean i there's a part of me that loves like good americana songwriting and i'm not a big fan of like you know it's it's a shame that it's like the civil wars were kind of lumped in with popular like popular country charts but they were a lot more skillfully composed Mm -hmm. um were they on they were probably on other charts too they probably were yeah um but they they kind of crossed over into that area but I was kind of blown away for someone who has had the success that he's had, just like his caliber of songwriting and just honestly, I'm, I'm, I really appreciate dynamics. Mm -hmm. I think that his dynamic range with his vocals, like he's, he knows how to control his vocals like flawlessly on an intimidating level. Yeah. And like instrumentation as well. Bearded angel. (laughs) (laughs) It's so, he's so unassuming. looking with it but it's just like mm-hmm. it's it's insane mm-hmm. um and yeah the arrangements are just so like he knows how to do some and i don't know how much of this contribution is the people he's worked with but the the instrumentation is loud when it needs to be loud it's very quiet when it needs to be quiet um and the songs develop in ways that make them consistently interesting mm-hmm. and i was just kind of i i was really pleasantly surprised i was nervous i wasn't gonna like this mm-hmm. because i, I know, was nervous you weren't gonna like it too actually because i know that 
you two both really like him and I didn't I especially didn't want to make Jessica mad in her own apartment uh, <laughs> uh, we can have differences of opinion and I'll still respect you wow she's getting heated I won't <laughs> oh. I won't respect you I mean guys. damn you for thinking you might not like it <laughs> there you go how was that I'm looking for some I told uh, him to go fuck himself <laughs> um, no no <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I was I was just like very surprised in in a pleasant way. I, as I'm getting older, I'm I don't know why age has anything to do with this. I'm like really learning how much I love slide guitar. I oh yeah, know, I don't. I think know why. it's pedal steel that's on on that album. Oh, pedal steel, mm-hmm. okay. Very so, similar. There might be some slide guitar, but I think it's pedal mm-hmm. steel. Yeah, some I think you're right. Piano. It's just and and whoever he has on this album, I don't know if he has the same guy throughout the whole thing, but or lady. I don't know, but uh, very awesome pedal steel. Yeah. I read somewhere it was one of his goals to go deeper into the production aspect of this album than in previous yeah. albums, and I think he succeeded in a big way. I kind of this kind of felt like a like a big Western score in a, in some ways for me. It was like right, they're epic moments. Epic, yeah, mm-hmm. almost like, soundtrack esque. Oh right? yeah, he did some of the soundtrack for oh, what's that? TV, true something, the dark show. I didn't watch it, but I know he did some of the um, score for that TV show with like. Uh, don't, don't make me Google it. Mm, true Detective is that a show? True, de- true Detective is a show with Matthew, someone or other. Oh, now I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think Woody I don't Harrelson watch was in it at some. I'm not point. good at the TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I'm googling it because no, I just can't think of. Hey, just remember, I can cut all that out. Leave that. I will leave that. <laughs> <laughs> What's that joke? <laughs> okay, I got it. Um, no, please cut that out. <laughs> or else. Oh no, it's staying. All of this is staying we'll now. Sue you for defamation of character. Oh, <laughs> defecation oh. of character. Defecation <laughs> of character. <laughs> That's like. <laughs> Dang it! It's funny. <laughs> Can't find it. We Maybe I'm lying. Am I fans. lying? Is this not true? Whatever. I give up. Okay. Well, hey, if you guys know out there in the world. <laughs> no, we're cutting this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Contact us at Ear Buddies Pod on all platforms. Yeah. We're also on Facebook now, Ear Buddies. Are we? Yeah. Good. The name change finally happened so I can promote it. Perfect. It was Ian and Scott for way too long, and I they wouldn't let me change it. I have to rename the show just Ian and Scott. Yeah. What's it about? About music, duh. Yeah. How did you come up with the name Ear Buddies? Uh, you Scott came up with it actually. How did you come up with the name Ear Buddies? It was like a lucid dream. Okay. No, I. <laughs> I just so <laughs> elaborate. <laughs> and in this dream, what happened? So I was astral projecting, and uh, <laughs> no, I just like you know mind ear- freaking. What was it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mind freaking. I had a mind freak moment where I you began know, levitating. It was mid levitation, and I started screaming, and I was just like, "Ear buddies!" <laughs> wow. And then I fell to the ground and I, and I passed out. And I, mm-hmm. when I woke up, I was on the phone with Ian. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> this was meant to be. <laughs> yeah. uh, that so was divine he, intervention. <laughs> it's, you know, sometimes that happens. Happens from time to time. Mm-hmm. He's he just su- guy sees that. I got chills. 
<laughs> I got a boner. Uh, he there it is. <laughs> boner. He told me. <laughs> I warned her. He told that. me you would be talking about boners. <laughs> Okay, in my defense, really it's not just... Did he, he say that it was only me? Because he's a going. lying son of a keep bitch. Keep it going. <laughs> I think he said, are you sure you want to come on our podcast? Because we like our dudes, we talk about boners and stuff. There's basically no uh, uh, filter. Okay. Uh, we just trudge through the embarrassment and see mm-hmm. how the joke lands. And if it doesn't land, I can fucking cut it out. Later. We're like we're like the bad boys of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> With those sunglasses. <laughs> Hell yeah, we are. So uh, um, yeah, don't mind us. We have boners. Yeah. Oh. Oh. God. What? Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's well. What... Now it's weird because you guys like in yeah. my apartment. And I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I just like. I didn't think about that. I don't really. <laughs> I meant I had a boner when Get you out. told me yeah. ear buddies. Get out. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay. You can stay. Uh, so the name. Think about baseball or something. He. <laughs> Or wait, how much do you like baseball? I hate oh, baseball. Uh, okay. It gets rid of all my boners. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the name, he he told me, he suggested Ear Buddies to me, and I didn't know for several weeks that that was like a play on earbuds and mm-hmm. Ear Buddies. And once I learned that, I was like, oh, that makes it even better. And he's he said, you didn't realize that from the start you didn't understand i'm like oh i guess i did not <laughs> i mean like i just thought it was a clever name do you want to know the original name for the podcast yes please are we going to disclose that <laughs> yeah let's let's do that the original name for the podcast was um compact dicks except it was spelled d-i-c-s like a play on compact disc, disc right and then Get we it? thought that it would be <laughs> i think so can you explain it a it's a play bit? on compact dicks it's a play on the, its own name. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, and but we we thought about it a little more and thought that it might be hard to like promote and kind of pursue. It was you know, a flop. If it if it it was a flop. If People it ends didn't like up, that. if it ends up turning into something, we're like, mm, do we really want to go around advertising that we host a podcast called Compact Dicks, and then have to explain the context for it's a play on compact disc? I think every everybody would have gotten that. The, yeah, but mm. is it worth it? Is it good enough to get? I don't know. I don't think so. No, at the time, yeah. we loved it, but and we're like, mm, we should we should go for something else. That could be the name of an episode. Hey, hmm. we should start naming our episodes. <laughs> I'll write this down. <laughs> what do we do now? <laughs> I feel like I'm structuring this as we, we go. We just we name them instead of ta- like put the title as what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, don't make the review a surprise. All right, you guys want to. Uh, jump in again yeah go back in with your thoughts um so those are yeah that was my i i kind of disclosed everything i wanted to to mention but um do you have you have any standouts here you guys uh i did you 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 kind of said them as he was reading them off Mm -hmm. i think i'm getting hungry (laughs) 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 oh i played one I remember this one stood out for me at the show because when he hits the hook of this song and it's a uh-huh. joke, it just cracks me up. Yeah, I remember this was well received. I think I actually liked this song better at the show when it was like just him with no right. backing band or anything. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. about it was just so intimate in that whole setting um, that I loved it. My wife really likes this. I think this is her favorite song off the album and she told mm-hmm. me to go easy on it. So I'll go easy on it. Mm-hmm. I liked it though, so I don't have to like struggle to go go easy. Right. Yeah, it's a very I, I like this song a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, good, cool, Scott. <laughs> this uh, that is 
but uh, song too. I probably can't eat an apple yeah. on a podcast if I be a little too loud. You can. Just eat it a, like this. And then talk. <laughs> but I, I really like the lyrics. Uh, oh, and this is this featuring song. Lee and Womack. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was a this was a standout for me. Um, I thought that her harmonies were great on this yeah. song. Mm-hmm. And has he ever sung with Emmylou Harris? I'd like to hear that. With who? Emmylou. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he has. Oh. That right there. People yeah. were like, ooh, at the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? That's a we great, all know exactly what he's yeah. talking about. A great line. It kind of builds, too. Like, this is one of those song, one of the songs that does, like, a orchestral build, I think, toward the mm. end, which I like a lot. Yeah. Scott, did you want to go into some of your standouts? Yeah. So, I have three, including that one. This isn't going to end well. Um, I really like the title track. Uh, the hurting kind. Yeah, I thought this was a this was a great great song, mm-hmm. clear standout. Um, mm-hmm. I this was not one of my standouts actually. Oh, I thought really? it was good, but yeah, this one um, it's kind of kind of a peripheral one for me. Hmm. Okay, I, uh, I, I like the chorus a lot. Uh, I know love is hard to find, but your love's the hurting kind. Mm. I don't know. It's a cool mm. cool line. He's got a lot of good liners. In, yeah. In these, uh, I guess I could have just said lines, but uh, yeah. This this was a this was a standout. Good liners, I, good liners, <laughs> good bars. Um, and then my my third one uh, was uh, the the closer. I thought that the closer, my dreams have all come true. This might have been my number one. It was an awesome closer. I thought yeah. that the it it just builded so awesomely. Um, so when I first heard that he had a song. He put out a single called My Dreams Have All Come True. Right off the bat, I'm kind of like, oh, is this going to be... I should have known better, but I was like, oh, is this going to be something about like becoming famous or something? But that's not what it was at all. Um, And I wrote down some of the lyrics that stood out to me on this. Uh, My dreams have all come true like all good nightmares do. And I didn't write down the next two set of words on that. But <laughs> well, S- Scott has used the word nuance mm. quite a few times when talking about the lyrics. Yeah, quote me whenever you want. Um, and I think that in order to take a cliche mm-hmm. and turn it into a relevant and like beautiful song that doesn't feel cliche yeah uh, is quite the accomplishment and he's he does that a few times on this album yeah for sure yeah he um yeah and he has a way of taking it like you guys have said a a cliche and flipping it around to be something Mm -hmm. that you're not expecting and just like this song is a prime example of that Mm -hmm. this one and the good old days like a song called the good old days i'm like okay this this actually ended up being, I think, one of my standouts mm-hmm. to the first track on the album. Yeah. Not to cut you off on your thought on the other one. Just, yeah, w- one more thing to add to, to the last one. I, I think that the very end of of uh, My Dreams Have All Come True, where he, like, he like continues that, like, the one and the need, and then he, uh-huh. like, he goes up, like, the need, like, it just, it feels really good. What does he do? <laughs> You're going to... No. You like the climax of this, this song? The climax. Right here. It just, 
it feels so like fulfilling like mm-hmm. it's a real strong right there mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's just it's so satisfying um and it's we review a lot of albums on the show that just have really lackluster closers and i feel like that makes such a huge difference like your impression of the entire album and um i just feel like this ends so strongly yeah um so yeah go ahead and talk about your song <laughs> so the good old days is the hook what's so good about the, what is it um yeah it's uh yeah what's so good about the good old days yeah, that's kind of the, what you <laughs> that, yeah once again that's what not, you expect yeah. you expect some like romanticized yeah. nostalgic reminiscing reminiscing about the good old days mm-hmm. and yeah he says what's so good about the good old days and i'm like oh, you did it again john paul white you got me <laughs> like everyone's playing checkers and he's playing chess yeah you know? so and he i'll say this about uh, uh, <laughs> you're playing checkers uh, yeah apparently i am yeah <laughs> takes a minute to click for me i'm playing moncala <laughs> oh <laughs> international just having fun <laughs> <laughs> I love that game man I haven't played Moncala in so long <laughs> I play Connect 4 ooh I'm real basic but, that's uh, like just like it's like tic-tac-toe yeah, your next level the next Scott. level checker pieces <laughs> tic-tac-toe checkers and also it's vertical st- it's vertical yeah it's a whole nother dimension <laughs> yeah you guys don't even know damn Scott you're Actually, on another plane you seem like you do know though you really know how to elevate. <laughs> the pieces literally elevate. Yeah. Um, I'm going to kick your ass at Connect Four. <laughs> oh, damn. Hell uh-huh. yeah. I don't doubt that. Um, I wrote down a note for this song, actually. Uh, the uh, Around the 225 mark, he kind of breaks it down and does like a really interesting guitar thing. Kind of kind of a bridge to the end of the song. I thought this, this part was really cool. And then he kind of cuts it. He, from this, he kind of cuts it out to just the guitar line. Ooh, that note. Right there, mm-hmm. I just feel like little—it's so many, so many nuances. I feel like that's the word for this mm-hmm. album. There's so many little things that just bring it all together. Um, it, it's I like to, a left field interlude. Yeah, mm-hmm. it comes out of nowhere, and it's mm-hmm. like, but it doesn't sound out of place. Um, and it—it it really is commendable, just like how many he just throws. Yeah, in there. you don't. If you blink, you'll miss it. But it's just so very subtle and, and great um, he left field interlude needs to be the name of something yeah. <laughs> i like it okay hey uh this episode left field interlude yeah that's it featuring john paul white and jessica malone i'm gonna start a solo project a solo podcast <gasps> just he's branching out damn I'm going to quit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll just be me. Drop the mic, Scott. Go, go, go. <laughs> See ya. Bye-bye. Trying to figure out how to describe stuff by myself. <laughs> um, no, he does. He's very good at taking you where you need to go or where, you know, you might have an idea of where you want to go, but he, he takes you where you need to go with these songs. Yeah. Which you I think, know. you know, but he knows yeah. what you need. You think, you know, what's going to happen next, but you don't. He shows you what's going to happen next. What's, and, uh, is that Cribs? You think you know, but you have no idea. I don't know. Is that from something? Cribs. Okay. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it um, seems like we're all in agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get into our final thoughts and ratings about this and feel free. What's the rating scale? Well, it's one through ten something. What are we going to rate this out of 10 of something? 
What? We pick something different every episode. Oh. Do you have anything? Scott, you got anything? You, um, you're good at this. I'll do... Uh, what, what was... What was the name of my podcast? Uh, left field intervals, interludes. How many left field interludes do you give this <laughs> out of ten? How many left field interludes? How many nuanced left field interludes? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's just throw in all the buzzwords. <laughs> How many uh, subtle, nuanced left field interludes? Perfect. Uh, yeah, Jessica, do you want to go first? Yeah, but I'm just super fan. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to straight up just 10 left field interludes Go nuance for it. of nuanced persuasion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very I don't know, persuasion. I'm trying to think of something that's missing from it that would take any nuanced left field interludes away from my rating. Yeah. And maybe I need, maybe I'll discover something, but I'm not looking for it. So I probably won't as I listen deeper into the album. But right now I'm very satisfied. I'm very happy with this album. It's fair. Hell yeah. It's a great score. 100. 100. 100. <laughs> 100 emoji. Uh, Scott, you I love next? I love saying emojis out loud. Um I yeah, I'll I'll do I'll do uh I'm going to do 8. 8. What was it again? Nuance field left field interludes. Interludes. What takes away those two? It's more uh that's a great that's a great question. I think for me it's just I I don't like to give perfect scores unless I'm like we've never given a ten on this podcast unless I'm like just completely floored. Um, or no, Scott gave a one ten. I did. Yeah, for uh, Pixies. Oh, okay. I think. But see, that had time to grow in my head, and I have a lot of that's a different situation. Attachment yeah. to that. To me, it's it's more of a personal preference thing, where I don't. I think it's a very aw- awesomely crafted nuanced album uh if i had to say anything i guess you said nuance more than eight times just saying hey <laughs> you can have whatever rating keep track at home <laughs> i'm gonna edit it so that there's <laughs> a lot more in there <laughs> yeah, just, put a little ding to hey, nuance, just start nuance, with just nuance nuance yeah <laughs> yeah edit in all of the nuanced into the intro. Um, <laughs> Every time you say it, it's going into the. I'm defending this album. Again. I know. I'm. I'm feeling. I'm feeling the right pressure. Now? I put all the pressure on us. I guess I don't have like an incredible reason not to give it a higher score. More than just. It's just not. It like it doesn't have the exceptional, blow my mind qualities of, something that I think would get a nine or a ten, mm-hmm. um, where I'm just like telling everyone about it kind mm-hmm. of thing. Do you think that that's more the style of music? I think that is just more of a, and this isn't fair, I guess, but probably more of just like a personal subjective, bias, subjective taste preference. preference yeah. Um, and I think that if this was like, I'm coming into this a little bit out of my element. So um, I don't think I would feel comfortable giving it that much higher because I don't have much to base it off of. Do you tend to like, I feel like you tend to like more innovative and experimental things that are, kind of pushing the boundaries yeah where this is rooted in such a classic tradition that's a of songwriting that's probably you're probably right on with that um so yeah I, th- I think it's just kind of more of my where i'm coming from like i i have my obvious biases and preferences now that i understand it i respect it okay thank you <laughs> I'm just kind of talking until you uh agree with me <laughs> 
8.1. Come I'm on. I'm just watching. Come on. Uh, 8.05. <laughs> okay. 8.05. Okay. I'm happy now. Okay. <laughs> it's All right. In. Good luck with your rating. Yeah. Ian. Oh, I'm listening. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I can't look at either of you now. I. Hmm. Don't make me come over there. <laughs> She's got a guitar and she can <laughs> kick your ass with it. I had proper phrasing in my head for how I felt about this album. And I feel like that phrasing needs to go out the window and I need to find new ways to explain how I feel. I was not in love with this album. I thought it was really good. I love John Paul White. Like I said, even the songs that I'm just not completely thrilled about, I feel that I'm wrong and I wish that I was more thrilled about them. Um, But it does come down, I guess, to kind of a personal taste, as Scott said for some things, and I think that I'm having a hard time. um, I'm trying not to compare it to past works. I really liked his first album, which I don't know if you guys have listened to. It's uh, The Long Goodbye. Mm -hmm. It's like a straight up like alternative rock album, kind of. Okay, yeah, (laughs) I've heard it. It's way different, um, but it's really good. And I really liked Beulah, and I really liked his work with the Civil Wars. And I think this is a really good album, but I just, I think it just doesn't quite hold up to those. Let's leave Civil Wars out of this. It doesn't quite hold up to Beulah, I guess, for me. Okay. It's really good. And I am, you know, I'm trying not to just compare those two, but I mean, I don't know. There's a certain level, uh, uh, certain level of enjoyment um, factor that you have to kind of incorporate into it. And um, I think that was a little higher for me. I found myself putting songs on Beulah on repeat over and over and just listening to those constantly and less so with this album. So, so 9.5. So 9.5. <laughs> there is something about when people are listening to an artist, and I know that you're more thoughtful in your opinions about, I just want to talk about this subject, about about music. You're very thoughtful. You have mm-hmm. a whole podcast on it. That doesn't mean we're thoughtful. No. <laughs> right. Thank you. <laughs> right. I have listened. Here's so <laughs> people tend to like music that they are familiar with. And the more familiar that somebody becomes with music, uh, the more that that they enjoy listening to it. I think not always. I love listening to new music, but that right. this is a you've got a comfort huge, zone. Yeah, this yeah. is a huge generalization. Uh, you can look at, I mean, an obvious example of pop music on the radio. They play the chorus a hundred times, so it gets stuck in people's heads. So that right. people who mm-hmm. are just maybe who don't dive as deep into new music or music in general will hear that song and be like, "Oh, I love this song." When what they're really maybe saying is, "Oh, I know this song." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, which is fine, and that's great, and that's how the industry works, and that's what happens, and then people like these popular songs and so but i think on um a more nuanced level when Mm. (laughs) damn another to the count yeah (laughs) when an artist comes out with a new work it takes a while for the listener to break it in um and so i tend to like everybody likes some older stuff that people have done it seems like when people start to come out with newer stuff that everyone's like oh but i loved that album before yeah um and that album has had more time to marinate more time to sit in more time to explore uh and so when i am listening to new music i try to think about it in that sense of that's why it's hard for me to pick standouts or like oh i'm like i'm probably gonna say all the songs that i like the most now and then it's gonna end up being all the opposite songs by the time i'm done for sure which is fine and and that in in that way 
the whole idea of reviewing something so close to release is kind of flawed. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you just get your, you can, you can formulate a general opinion, I guess. Right. We're, yeah. We're, yeah. And we, we do a lot of just a lot of talk on like our initial thoughts. And we've right. said even in the past, like some of the albums that we haven't been thrilled with at all on the episode, what we always say is like, do, do I want to come back to this in a year and love it? Hell yeah. We don't right. want to hate, we don't want to dislike anything. It's we've better done, to like yeah. music because then you get to enjoy more music. We've done some records yeah. on, on of course, yeah. some episodes that we rated very low that we were not impressed with, even by artists that we respect. And, you know, we just, we might actually do like a, we might revisit. Yeah, maybe some we could them. do that. Yeah, at some point. I think music needs room to breathe. Back. Needs some yeah. room to breathe and some time. I also think that when you like something, there's other factors that are involved. I'm now I'm just philosophizing on your no, podcast. Go for it's it. It's not even. It's perfect. This isn't even like. I hope you don't consider this a rebuttal to what you said because I appreciate what you said. It just got me thinking about I want you this to shut broader. Me down. No, I'm just thinking about this broader concept that is not just replying to what to what you had said. Right. Can you tell me what you just? Oh, when somebody likes or dislikes something, it often will have to do with the way that that makes them feel rather than the actual quality of that work. Yeah. And so like if you listen to something and maybe it's really sad uh, and somebody, it makes them feel sad. They're like, Ooh, I don't like the way this makes me feel. I don't like this, but it could be the best song ever written. Mm -hmm. And we all feel different ways at different times. And we're all affected by art differently at any given time. So you can listen to a song one day, but maybe five years later you've experienced something that makes you relate to that song more or that song you now have a new perspective on it i'm going deep into this thought right now you guys so then maybe um saying the terms like like and don't like uh, maybe it's more complicated than that and it's just in this moment like you were saying some of the songs you could appreciate them for them being well-written good songs but they maybe they just didn't they didn't get you in a way because you mm-hmm. haven't experienced the thing you need to experience in order for that to to hit you in the way that it's intended to hit the people that it, it was written for. Right. Done. That's it. <laughs> just went. No, that's, I mic. didn't have like a. No, that's perfect. And I was just thinking no. a lot. <laughs> but though, that's that's a that's a good point too. I mean, like I think of like uh, like Radiohead uh, always. I always think of Radiohead. I know. Uh, you look we like a Radiohead right radio now. Head on here. <laughs> People are always holding on to OK Computer, you know. My favorite Radiohead album is in Rainbows. So there you go. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, when when Radiohead albums come out, you know, the, all the it, it feels like the initial reviews are always a little more lukewarm, right? And, but they age very well, and people are, are just like, "Oh, I actually really like that album." Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I love Hail to the Thief, and that was right. probably one of their lowest. Worst reviewed albums, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's the Was one it I really? played. I feel like I played that one the most. Yeah, I remember when it when it came out. Um, the critic, the critics I saw were just like, "Oh yeah, it just sounds like you know a uh, rehash of what they've been doing already, oh, but like less inspired." That's a great album. Um, so did I give a score? I didn't give a score, did I? Oh yeah, you didn't give a score yet. No, hmm. I started writing a book out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Good. We'll credit it for you. This is <laughs> where it began. This is where that book. What's it going to be called? It's going to be called uh, 
uh, left field, sh- and left field, nuanced left field interludes. Nuanced. That's that's an awesome name. I know. That's a really great. <laughs> it name. really is. Pressure's on now. I think. So, like you said, it's getting out of your comfort zone. Or let me think of how I want to phrase this. Make this good. Uh, it's not going to be good, but at least I can try and phrase it properly. Taking into consideration your comfort zone versus your enjoyment level versus the uh, talent factor that you can recognize. Talent, obviously, immense talent. John Paul White is one of the best. Uh, that performance, just him and an acoustic guitar when he was saying like, oh, usually I've got a band to back me up. Now it's just me out here. It's a little nerve wracking. And then he just, it's just a mind blowing performance at this club in Sacramento. Like he's just right there. I remember having this moment of like, he's here breathing the same air as me. This is blowing <laughs> my mind right now. The most I thought I was ever. a fan girl. It was crazy. It was, we're sharing air. It was, I'm breathing in Sorry. John Paul White's CO2. Couldn't let that go. Yeah. <laughs> I stole that from the memes. Oh, it was romantic. Okay? But it was kind of, <laughs> yeah. you know, it is Me kind too. of a moment of like, oh my God, like this this dude's right here. And then when it's he went- Larger than life in he, his performance. He went off mic, gathered everyone at the stage right. and played, um, mm-hmm. I forget the name of the song, uh, off his first album. Right. And that was just such a cool experience that he just brought everyone together. It was such a cool moment. And he just- owned that room completely mm-hmm. and just um i don't i could i could talk about that show all night like at the time i was like oh this is awesome and then afterward listening deeper into his catalog i got more pumped about that show mm. after the show than right. i did leading up to it and now i wish that i stayed for a little meet and greet um so so what is your, your rating score? Though? yeah come on man <laughs> Uh, make you guys wait. You went on like four different tangents. I'm starving. Uh, I my blood sugar is dropping. That <laughs> my score is a seven point five. Whoa, bombshell! I think I'd like you to edit me out of this podcast, please. <laughs> so it's just me and him giggling awkwardly <laughs> for kidding. an hour. Um, I was gonna say that no matter what you rated, I had already thought it's it through. Like, <laughs> even if I said nine point five, that's mm, not yeah. good enough. <laughs> yeah. Would you go? You would you, you be know, able to do a seven point five five? I would definitely do a seven point five five. Leave you know me what? in the podcast. I might even do a seven point seven five. Whoa! Uh, what? I I want to explain the jump up. I uh, yeah, I'm off, I'm off board. I'm torn because I uh, my original thought was was that it was a seven, and I'm like, no, it's it's better than that. So I'm kind of torn between a seven and an eight. Okay. So 7.75. So I'm leaving it at 7.75. Jessica, thank you so much for coming on this episode. Thank you for having us over to do this. Thank you so much. Absolutely guys. It's been great. I know that you're allergic to cats and dogs and we both have those. It's fine. Unfortunately. I have an air purifier and I will. It was in quarantine. I hope I will sanitize after you guys leave. I hope no, we I'm didn't fine. bring any dander in. Uh, You're fine. So, so uh, you want to play a song? Yeah. From this is on your live album. This is on the live album. It's also on the EP that came out in in 2017 as a solo track. Um, at the end of that. Awesome. I was gonna play. Uh, your favorite, but now I'm not because. Oh man. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're, you know, we're talking about this album. It's called The Hurting Kind, and it's talking about, you know, love, right? Yeah. So I want to do some 
I want to do some heartbreak. Okay. I want to sing some sweet, some sweet heartbreak. Sweet. I'll allow it. Song was inspired by White Snake. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. This song was inspired by the Ear Buddies podcast. song is called Damn. Deep in the folds of my mind I've been going Deep down where I'm still frozen I was hoping you would thaw me out Thaw me out like the summer time You came around, you were warm You were honest If you were lying to me, oh well I bought it I've been wanting You to call me up Call me up Say you changed your mind Cause damn, baby Damn Damn, baby Damn Baby, damn Here I go out on my own again Right where I started off Before our paths ever crossed Something gained and something lost Here I go again Getting used to having such high hopes You were on the fence and my back up against the ropes Now you're leaving And I understand Understand, well What other choice do I
before our paths ever cross Something gained and something lost Here I go again If you don't know me from playing around Sacramento or my online presence, you might know me. I am Jessica Malone, and I recorded the outro for the Ear Buddies podcast. <laughs> this <true>. is true. <laughs> Claim to fame. So so how often do, do people approach you on the street about that? Uh, quite a bit. Okay. Generally, um... <laughs> I'm gonna say children, but then I was like, "This is a really inappropriate oh. podcast," and I hope children are listening to this. So then uh, I like yeah. stopped dead in my tracks. <laughs> Wise. We have the explicit label on every episode, so if there's children listening to this, stop. It's the parents' fault. At it's that the parents' fault. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> All right, catch us on social media. Your buddies pod on Twitter, Instagram. Your buddies on Facebook now. Be sure to like us. Uh, That's right. Get our likes up, and we'll start posting on that. Um, EarBuddiesPod at gmail.com. Yeah, that's it. See you that's later. It. Jessica, is there anything you want to add? Anything you want to promote? Anything you got coming up? Anything exciting? Yeah, I have lots of shows in the Sacramento region, um, and then California as well. I have a lot of shows coming up in May and June. You can check out my full schedule at Jessica Malone music.com facebook.com slash jessica malone music at jessica malone music on instagram come see me sometime i play all over i have a full band i play solo sometimes duo other times with violinist or guitar and then the full uh, band has electric guitar upright bass drums and violin uh, and we're we're fun we just released a live album in january and that just uh that's on Spotify now? Yeah, it's on all the all streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Jessica Malone Live. It's great. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Great album. Hi, uh, Ear Buddy's uh, seal of approval. Thank you. <laughs> check it out. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Until next time, we want to remind everyone to check your dating mess. This has been Ear Buddies. See you. Bye-bye now. This has been another installment of the Ear Buddies podcast. Bye-bye now. <laughs>